0: Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web—from funding the finances, set up to staffing. Our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now, here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development—the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music, and Ann Kennedy.
1: Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian music co-founder of Moz, Brett Approved, and CEO at Outlines Venture Group. I'm here with my partner, Ann Kennedy, president at Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. Today, uh, together, we are serial entrepreneurs. We help online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at outlinesventure.com. I want to remind everybody, it is 2017, and we're asking everyone to take the one-seat challenge. It's a solution to that commonly phrased pipeline problem in improving diversity in business worldwide. If you're a speaker at any event inside your company or at any event around the world, we're asking you to do this one thing. Ask that one seat be set aside and filled by someone who would ordinarily not have access to this event. It could be a student from a disadvantaged area, an employee who would ordinarily not be invited to this event. Give someone from a diverse back Background, race, creed, color, economic background, or education, the ability to interact with and learn from this event. One seat challenge. Take it today. Hi, Ann. Hey, Jillian. How are you today? I'm doing great. What should we talk about? Actually, I do know what we should talk about. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about mentors. Let's talk about mentors and advisors and what the connection is between the two. You know, we do a lot of mentoring to individuals and to companies in our portfolio. And we also sit on several boards of advisors and directors and so on. Each of us individually and together as outlines.
2: Right. So remember, dear Abby. Handlanders. Advising is an old art. I think it probably goes back to, you know, ancient Greek oracles or the like. I mean, people want and need advice and they ask for it. And in startups, it seems to be especially welcome if it's free. And we can talk more about that later. But that's advice. We're talking about mentoring. So what is the difference? That's what I'd like us to explore Mm -hmm. today. Today, we talk about mentors. Every employee is advised to find mentors within a company. You can find numerous uh, articles on the web. We picked up one uh, called Eight Steps to Getting the Perfect Mentor. And everyone's advised that they can go farther, faster, and higher with the right mentors. So much of the advice talks about one's career, But Mm -hmm. I think that the advice is equally true, if not even more critical for startup founders. And here's why. You probably started your company because you had a great idea for a product or a service that would make modern life and work better. Or you saw a need to be filled. And most likely, the last thing you have is knowledge of how to build a company around your idea especially if it's your first time so that's where your mentor can be your indispensable guide through the woods okay i would think that it's even more so um if you think about uh
1: startup founders who are successful They do have these mentors, advisors, and so on, but they've sought them out proactively. It didn't just fall in their lap. Somebody didn't just come by and say, oh, I'll help you do that, right? You had to ask. And when you do, you have, if you will, honored people who know more than you, and from one step to the next, they make introductions so that you become part of an ecosystem of people who can carry you to the next level and the next and the next and the next. And that's why those people succeed. It isn't just that they're going to give you physical advice here, you know, verbal advice or something, they're going to connect you to the next level of where you're going to go. They literally shepherd
2: you up the hill. Indeed. And also, often many angel and seed investors, and to my mind, the best ones, provide some solid mentoring because they want to optimize the impact of their investments. You know, everything that they do is to their advantage after they've invested in your Mm -hmm. company. Yeah. And
1: how often have we told people to choose your investors carefully? We're not just talking about the VC stage. You choose your investors as advisors also. People who have a connection to what you're doing, know something about it, and can bring more than money to the table, will always be more advantageous than folks who just write a check and go away.
2: Absolutely. So let's take a look at what the best mentors do. and And then... I'd like us probably in the second segment to talk a little bit about how a mentor fits into your uh, board, probably an advisory board, but we'll get to that later. You know, uh, it's very hard to find an article online about successful people that does not refer to a mentor or two or three as keys to success. It is the most common denominator for successful companies, successful people, successful founders. And You know, sometimes that person was, um, even in school, was a coach or a teacher. Um, Sometimes the mentor arrived as they began their careers. I I had this incredible mentor uh, when I was starting out in public relations who was named Bob Davis. Just Mm -hmm. Bob Davis, he used to call himself. Well, he started at Warner Brothers just in time to make Ann Baxter famous for her role in All About Eve. And then he went on to Parker Penn's and wrote a little book, Do's and Don'ts Around the World, just as American businesses were starting to expand across borders. And, you know, we talk about my book, It was very similar. I was going to say, kind of like
1: that, you wrote the book about
2: international advertising
1: just at the time that companies were looking at global search engine marketing. And by the way, folks, that's the name of Ann's book. It's the seminal work on that subject. And it's,
2: you know, that's how you get to be the Bible. You get to be the first one out there. Absolutely. So I owe a lot to uh, Bob Davis, who now has gone to the great PR firm in the sky, um, he was considerably older than I was, and he was charming, and honestly, we used to enjoy the regular martini together, but, That's but funny, he had yeah. so much good advice through the ups and downs of of my career in public relations and corporate communications, and I credit a lot to him. So, to me, I think the best mentors bring wisdom. Mm-hmm. You mentioned contacts and connections. Yes. And context, because what I recall most that Bob Davis did for me, and I was in my early 40s at that time, was he put everything that I was doing or that was happening to me in a context that I could understand about mm-hmm. uh, about the industry that I was working in. And then, then there's this quote I found from... Um, Adam Grant, who's at Wharton, that said that mentors are the ones that make an activity so much fun that you willingly invest that 10,000 hours into mastering it.
1: Yes, that's true. I would say so. So in some ways, they're teachers, and certainly your first mentors or advisors could be teachers. Somebody who's an advisor There is someone who simply can give you advice. They can come and go and you're done. A mentor has, if you will, a greater impact on you and your understanding of the world. It's just a deeper relationship. Maybe ongoing advisory would be a better way to talk about that. Um, I also think of mentors, as you said, uh, they give you context. If you are, um, I don't know, working on an assembly line, putting the cog on the wheel, whatever it is, Unless you've got somebody who can kind of uh, show you the entire factory in which you work and perhaps the world around you that uses whatever product it is that you have and how it fits in and then maybe shows you the other factories that exist that do the same thing and build the same thing and so on, you will never have a sense of the greater place and um, uh, playing field. In which you operate that's what mentors can do Um, and that's hugely valuable because then you're able to i don't know how should i say operate with your eyes open and to do better uh, threat assessments uh, to do better campaigns to build and
2: to expand and understand where you're going in the marketplace indeed And that where you're going, we talk about that a lot with reference to uh, startup companies to always be like chess, seeing, you know, two, three moves down and having your keeping Mm -hmm. your goal in mind. And that's where uh, mentors can help a lot with that larger picture. You know, when I was back at the basically the press release factory, uh, it's hard to see the larger picture. And I needed somebody who had decades more experience to uh, to lead me through that.
1: Yes. Um, I would say uh, just before we take a break here, we should talk about, you know, finding those mentors. You know, Uh, Josh Mayer, for example, in Startup Wealth says that um, getting uh, paid for, um, uh, you know, compensated mentors, right, is inconsistent with the ethics of mentoring, So that's an interesting little bit. Um, You know, as you go out to find your mentor, do you have to buy them? Do you have to pay for them? And I would say, in some ways, I think we kind of agree with Josh. You know, paying cash for it and so on is probably not it. But there are other things that a mentor gets. And every conversation, let alone long term relationship, must have a give and take. Think of it as a sale, it must balance on the scales. And so, what mentors get, and you have to make sure that you're making that happen, is um, not just this warm, fuzzy feeling that they got to help somebody along the way, but that they actually as much from you as you learn from them. I think, Anne, you say that a lot,
2: right? Oh, yes. Uh, I am uh, now uh, mentoring a group of uh, young businesswomen um, here in Portland, Oregon, under the Lean In program. And mm-hmm. I swear, every time I meet with them, I am just I get more out of those meetings than I give. I'm sure, and they will tell mm-hmm. you the say you know, the opposite. But exactly. Uh, but and if I, both I, parties I, feel that yeah. way, you have a good relationship. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, I've found it to be exceedingly rewarding. It is definitely a two, it works two ways. There's no question. Right.
1: Right. So as you do that, um, if your mentee is an employee, then that's kind of your reward. If your mentee is a founder, you might consider things like advisory board positions over time, uh, stock or stock options in compensation, and so on. But simply hiring an advisor is different than having a mentor. So I think we need to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we are going to talk about more about the nature of mentorship and how it can help you in your business to get moving as well as where you should be mentoring to others. This is CEO Coach. We'll be right back.
0: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts, we help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founder Circle. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to Rockstar level only on Cranberry Radio cranberry.fm We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach only on Cranberry Radio.
1: Welcome back to CEO Coach. Anne and I are talking today about mentors, advisors, where the two cross over in your startup. And we have been talking about good mentors and how to find one a bit and how to be useful as a mentor and useful to your mentor. Uh, Before we get on to the next subject of advisory, finding mentors, Anne, it can be complicated. And I would say, how did your
2: mentees find you? Well, that was within a very uh, structured approach that grew out of Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. And anybody who wants to know about it uh, should go to leanin.org and they have a a function of setting it up. So when um, uh, the first group started, uh, the woman who organized it, who is somebody I have been mentoring for 15 years, um, she. uh, selected a bunch of people she already knew. And that was our first group. And that was uh, last year. And then somehow through the uh, information put out through leanin.org, there were a whole group of new women that we didn't even know, you know, existed who are fabulous, who found the group and said, can we join? And it's uh, limited. Other than that, um, the uh, woman that I was referring to that I've been mentoring for a long time. We sat next to each other on an airplane <laughs> and, mm-hmm. just, and she just snagged me and, and said and asked me, will right. you be a mentor? And, right. uh, and I was so flattered because I didn't think at that point that I was worthy. But uh, you, you do a lot through networking, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and finding uh, people who are where you want to go. You know, it's at whatever right. level. I think those mm-hmm. are good ways. What are your tips for finding a mentor? So I, I think you touched on something interesting. At
1: the first time somebody asked you to mentor them, you didn't think you were worthy of it. At the time, it's because you didn't know what you know, kind of. You hadn't looked back on that right. yet yeah. to say that was happening. So that was some time ago. But... Um, I would say to our startup founders, they already know something that others don't. So at every stage along the way, it's incumbent on you to put your hand out to the next person. And that kind of goes with our one-seat challenge. We're challenging founders to go put their hand out and to let others with diverse backgrounds come to them and work with them. It's critical. It will help your company as well as you helping others. But even more, as you go out to find mentors, um, I do think that finding them in groups, structured organizations, um, startup Uh, events, uh, certainly things like um, uh, accelerators and incubators, great places to find mentors because they kind of, you know, mill around, if you will, people who have greater experience than you will mill around. But I would say, do so mindfully. Where do I need to go next And who do I need to take me there? For example, if you were sitting around at night, close your eyes and go home before you go to sleep. If you had the mentorship, in other words, guidance, friendship, connections, and support of one person in your industry, who would it be? Right? I mean, not everybody needs, you know, I don't know, Bill Gates or, you know, the Oracle of Omaha, or whatever. Right? It's in your industry. So I would say that if I were building something in, uh, you know, travel, I would be looking to say, would the CEO of Expedia be my mentor? Would the CEO of uh, Hilton Hotels be my mentor? Would the, you know, CEO of this or that? Go to the top. Think about that. And then reach out mindfully along the way. You may not get the top, but who else in those organizations would be of use to you? You don't just want their advice. You don't want a one-off. You want them to walk with you and do this together. So let's move on to the difference between advising and mentoring as we just began to take a look at that at the surface of my last statement, right? You don't want a one-off advice. You want somebody to mentor you. Now, boards of advisors, and we do a lot of board of advisors. So kind of how should one build such a board of advisory?
2: In the first place, um, some of your angel investors will want to be advisors and mentors to you. Um, And I'm thinking in particular of the organization that we belong to, Thai Global, which, um, and I'm thinking in particular of our good friend Nitin Rai, who was a guest on our -hmm. our program not long ago, um, who has two venture funds, um, uh, both named Elevate, uh, yes and but there one is elevate capital and the one is just elevate and because he does intentional investing for impact to underserved demographics, uh, he does this kind of outreach you 're talking about you know if he invests in a company, he reaches out to find somebody and then he mentors them and this mm-hmm. the organization um Thai Global also will provide mentoring. Um, even mm-hmm. to companies that they, they, uh, the the uh, charter members have not necessarily invested in, so that is that that is one element of somebody that may be on your board of advisors is yes. um, somebody who has an investment, whether it's time or actual cash. Um, so the next thing is, I think it 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 again understanding where it is you want your company to go. For instance, if you're a heavily market-driven company, you're going to want somebody on your board of advisors that understands, you know, uh, marketing and distribution right. channels. If you are a heavy technology-driven company, you're going to want to have advisors on your board of advisors who understand, uh, really deeply understand development and um you know, technology and IT and how to make that work. And also you want people with some vision for the future, you know, not just what's happening now, but what is happening um, three, five, 10 years down the road in the technology field. I'm thinking in specific of things like the internet of things, you know, you need somebody mm-hmm. who has that vision that can help keep you focused on on mm-hmm. the long road.
1: I think that um, I would classify mentors more as folks who walk lockstep with you for a very long period of time. Um, and again, making those connections to connect you up the ladder to where you need to go uh, corporately, right? Uh, possibly even individually. But um, advisors, I think of as more tactical. Um, for example, you said if you Good point. need to broach a global market, you're going to need somebody who has you know global marketing uh, experience. And certainly you can have tech advisors. Uh, the Gates Foundation. Foundation. Foundation for a while had a tech advisory group specifically to help them uh, kind of incorporate technology into their efforts and their initiatives. Um, They have a go-to group of people, um, and and you should as well, you know, founders and and so on, uh, have a go-to group of advisors where you can keep them for a somewhat longer period of time. But almost like employees, the level of qualification of your advisor increases over time. Um, Anne, you found uh, a wonderful article by Amy Chang uh, from Google Analytics and now she has a data company called A Company and she said being a founder is being perpetually in need of more expertise than you could ever possibly accrue as an individual. Mentors, yeah. she said, give you a way to get close. Isn't right? that wonderful? So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but <she> Perpetually. <laughs> devised, <laughs> yes, and it is true. At every stage you need to know more, you find yourself constantly hungry is what the deal is. And I would say the same thing. Um, I'm now doing my kind of third entrepreneurship, my second scalable one, and I am constantly hungry. I always need to know more. remember, that's what this show is about, right? Things we would give our left arm to know about when we need it and we didn't know, that's what we're trying to share with founders who come behind us. Um, And uh, certainly, we are learning more as we get more experts on our show, too. So that's really great, too. But Chang divides these advisors into two groups. She said light advisors are available for an occasional 20-minute call, right, and gut check or something, but your Board advisors are the go-to people, the people that you go back to again and again on a regular basis, uh, helping you with strategic issues, with tactical uh, plan deployments and so on, so that you can say, all right, once you've designed this tactical plan with me, I'm going to go get these people to implement it and then tell me how we did, that sort of thing. It's an indication of a great advisor if you can say, every time you walk away
2: or hang up the phone,
1: you feel like you need to spend more time with them.
2: Yep. I think that is so true. Um, And again, it goes both ways, you know, right? You want that enthusiasm coming from the advisor. Uh, for what you're doing. Now, when I do advising, and I do a lot of that,
1: as as do you, of course, both mentorship and advising. When we do advising, um, I am always grateful when people are very direct, when they know what they want to ask, they don't beat around the bush, uh, they don't get on the phone without an agenda and so on. And then the payment for me is often clarity around what I have just given as advice. Because um, we also... You know, we help a lot of different companies. When you verbalize something, it helps you put it in context yourself. I always say that you know a subject well if you can teach it. So this ability to constantly teach little bits and elements of the things that I know to others helps me put it in context and get better at what I do as well. Sometimes it brings clarity on a completely different question. I'll be, you know, mentoring company number one CEO. And, uh, you know, I find that it helps me with advice for company
2: two. (laughs) Absolutely. And I I want to phrase that, I want to just twist up that phrase a little bit that you, uh, if you know something, if you can teach it, and sometimes teaching it helps crystallize what you know. Many years ago, I was uh, teaching sailing to a bunch of uh, women who mostly rode around on huge yachts boats and thought they didn't know how to sail and the more i taught them the more i was able to really uh, understand what i knew about the topic and right. i think that, that is that is very true. We, we teach to learn ourselves we do need to take a break now and then we can come back all right we'll be right back at ceo coach
1: more
0: on how to get your business on the web with ceo coach after this
1: Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com.
0: Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Check out some new favorite podcasts now at Cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio.
1: Welcome back to CEO Coach. Anne and I are talking about mentors and advisors today. We've talked about kind of how to find them, where to find them, who to look for, how to move your company forward, using and leveraging the value of these mentors and advisors. Mentors will take you a long, long way. Advisors come and go at varying amounts forming a board of advisors advisors a boards of advisors do not have legal obligations to your company you do not have legal obligations to them unless you choose to give them some stock which is usual by the way you should give them a little bit you don't give advisors things like 1 and 10 and 50 percent of your stock you give them a few shares right so it, it hardly makes a blip on your uh cap table it could even be stock options and that is very common as well um and then um when you've done that sort of thing, uh, you want to think about uh, retiring them over time. So as you give out a bit of stock uh, or stock option or a warrant and so on, you say, all right, uh, you know, you're going to get a 1,000 shares and it will vest uh, over two years, which says to yourself, I'm going to need this person for about two years. Or it could vest over four years. You're going to need them about four years. You decide how much you're going to give them by how much they're going to serve you. Be clear. clear. Clear about it and make sure that you have some kind of an agreement between you, not just, oh, I gave you some stock, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, There are standard advisory agreements with differing levels and the amount of stock you should consider giving that advisor um, that comes from 500 startups. I'm a big fan of that one. Just go look at it, 500 startups plus advisory agreement. It's that easy. Um, very standard boilerplate stuff. It allows you to choose the levels of engagement. So that would be my tip number one. Make sure you've codified it and figured out how long you need the person you're going to ask to advise. What would be
2: another tip from you, Anne? How you um, work with your advisors. You know, and Once you have... Uh, Uh, set them up and you have everything laid out legally, then make use of them. You know, sometimes I think uh, uh, startups like to get what I would call a marquee advisor on board just to have a big name there. But uh, that person is taking up space in a chair that could bring you a lot of useful information um, and a lot of uh, uh, creative information that and input that you need. So I think that the uh, the idea is, is think about how you use your advisors, involve them, whether they're going to be the uh, what Amy Chan calls Chan calls the light advisors or the. She calls them board advisors, which is the kind right. you were talking about—the long term and it for the long Correct. haul. You know your mm-hmm. close advisors, but um, right. be be intentional about how you use them. Uh, at one point, um, at one of somewhere on one of these articles I was reviewing for this episode, there was a comment. It speak to uh, your mentor or advisor once a week. You know don't.
1: That's, that's an them. intense, right, that's an intense yeah. engagement. I would say you might want to speak to your mentor once a week, and then they're going to ask you to make it once every two to once every month because <laughs> mentors who are really worth their salt won't have that much time. If they're it's sitting true. around twiddling their thumbs, they're not worth that much to you. Um, I wouldn't say, however, I, I would have to disagree on the, the bit about the advisory board and not having somebody who's just kind of a title on there. Uh, you know, big-name advisors, if they're willing to come on board. And yes, if they can give you some advice, that's great. And even if they have very little time for you, they provide their name to your company. That can actually be a big advantage in doing things like raising funds, getting strategic partnerships, doing business with major companies. So um, name recognition is a good thing to put on your advisory board. Just know what you're using them for.
2: Right. ah okay so you that. burnish the brand with uh yes i get yes, it yeah <laughs> yeah so That's it's possible make sure you have real
1: advisors as well people who really tell you how to get somewhere <laughs> all right and, and
2: so my, uh, th- my third tip um yes. which kind of segues right off that is communicate with your advisory board even if you're not um you know if you're not calling them for uh, an interchange weekly or bi-weekly or everything um A regularly periodic uh, report on what you're doing, you know, report out to them, let them know, um, you know, that, yes, we've closed this or we need that or we have achieved this amount of traction or we have achieved this benchmark. You know, advisors, your board of advisors will want to hear the good news and you also want to be honest with them when the news is challenging because they will have ways that they can help from their experience.
1: Right. I'm constantly challenged to make those uh, quarterly reports and get them out on time and so on, Uh, but I have to say they hold my toes to the fire to um, codify, again, what have we accomplished, where are our challenges, what's next. And every time I come up with lots of challenges, that's what the advisors are for. Come on, you're sitting on the board. Help me out. You know, your job is to do this. Um, I was just listening to somebody the other day um, talking about a board of directors, actually, about someone he knew who was kind of, you know, he said, hard as nails. This guy was brought in to be a turnaround CEO and so on. And he said he gave his board of directors, never mind the advisors, an F for their performance. He rated them and said, this is what you're supposed to be doing. What are you doing filling a seat? So that's kind of interesting, too. Make sure you choose carefully. And then you hold toast to the fire for yourself to report because it helps you codify where are you, what do you need, and where are you going. That's what
2: your advisors are for. So once again, we've run out of time, Jillian. Um, That's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their support. You can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO Coach iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ian Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week.